You know what I'm trying to say? I am the walrus. That uh, fucking bitch. Oh, yeah. I am the walrus. That's ex- Shut the fuck up, Donnie. V.I. Lennon. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. What the fuck is he talking about? Fucking exactly what happened. Those, oh, that yeah. makes me fucking sick. Well, what do you care, Walrus? Those rich fucks. This whole fucking thing. I did not watch my buddies die face down in the muck so that this fucking strumpet, this Walter, fucking whore, could waltz around Vietnam, that. man. Well, there isn't a literal no, connection, Walter, dude. Walter, face it. There isn't any connection. You're wrong. Have it your way. But my You're point wrong. is that my point You're is. Are you ready to be fucked, man? I see you roll your way into the semis. Dios mío, man. Liam and me, we're gonna fuck you up. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Let me tell you something. This is Gutterballs, the Lebowski Deepcast. Oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of the Big Lebowski. It allows life to exist in the bleak black emptiness of space. Providing insight. I don't know she said that. <laughs> Maybe Saint Sneaker comes and like puts little trinkets in them. Commentary. He's found himself in a world turned upside down. <laughs> flare, 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 flare. And conjecture. It looks like the pool is empty. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup? And now, gutter ball. Episode 29. 29. Episode 29, Adam. This is it. One shy of 30. Soon, the episodes will be almost as old as us, because we're kind of old fucks. <laughs> Soon. Yeah. So. Soon they'll be much older than us. We should it's slow our down. life. We should, <laughs> once we get to our current age, then we can do one episode a year. Just one per year and just keep it. And maybe we'll live to 118. Although, why would you want to? That's probably not a great time. Well, you never know. But maybe advances in modern science yeah. would help us out. Could be. Could be. That's what I'm counting on. <sighs> I'm not really counting on it. I think about it. Like, I keep it in the back. Like, maybe they'll do something for us. But it's, I'm not counting on it, I wouldn't say. Oh, I'm counting on it. Well, you're a man of faith. We're back here with the uh, death stalking us again. Death stalking. It comes back to that. Well, I'm in a particularly morose mood today. I'm not doing so hot. Is that just generally the uh, letdown from coming back from vacation? Yes, and today's the first day back at work. Yeah. It doesn't normally affect me as bad. But for some reason, I woke up today. I had to go to work. I was confused about what to do. Like, I had to pick a particular pair of pants. I couldn't right. just put anything on. So I had to... That was a, a like a task I wasn't used to thinking about. But I had to, like, use some brain power to figure that out. And the realization that I had to, like, use some of my brain to perform that task was so utterly depressing 
it just really brought me down. Yeah. And then it, it just continued the entire morning. And this is before I even stepped foot into the office. Oh, I have to wash my hair and do it sort of in a certain way, I guess. I have to like, oh, I have to put socks on. Socks! Oh, I hate socks. They're the worst. That's like one of the things I love about vacation is I go without socks the entire time. And it's awesome. It's awesome. I had oh my to, god, do I hate socks. I had to brush my teeth again, even though I just brushed them the night before. I had <laughs> to brush them. Yeah, yeah I've, I, uh, I'm with you. I understand that feeling. Unlike you, I typically do not have that. I have not had that kind of like reaction. Like you usually hear people like, oh, coming back. Well, usually right. I'm like, well, no, I've been gone, so I'm feeling kind of good. I'm ready to, you know, I'm rested. I'm ready to go. But last year when i went on a vacation that pretty much happened and i've just kind of been stuck ever since actually realizing like you know this is like not fully real i'm just stuck in the matrix somehow like this can't be real somewhere there's been a terrible mistake as kurt vonnegut would say right somebody's made a terrible mistake but uh, yeah last year i did not have this i don't know if i've ever had it before well, i was ready to get up. back i'm just a year ahead i guess yeah, you're always ahead of the curve. But I was like, like you said, I was like ready to get back in it, do some things. And then this year it's like, do some things? Do what things? Do you, what took, things? you took the dude mentality of just kind of like repeating it back as a question. <laughs> right. What things are better than being on vacation? What things are better than no things? Thingless, being completely thingless. So if you find me to be out of it tonight, well, that is why, Brad. This may not make for the best podcast then, because I'm certainly not completely in the zone either, being down here at the beach right now. Right, you're at the beach. We, I was planning on you just kind of like, you know, carrying this whole episode on your shoulders. <laughs> you chose poorly. I guess I did. We've, made, we've both made some bad <laughs> mistakes at a place. Bad decisions abounding. Yes, bad decisions, which would be mistakes. So, well, let's yeah. go. So, this, we have a minute here, right? And we're still in this bowling alley. We're still in this kind of like Jesus y moment here, which is going on for longer than I realized when we first Really started. long time. Like, this is the longest scene so far, I think, that we've dealt with. Yeah, so it gets a little three the past three episodes. This episode and even next episode is still we're still dealing with with this. Yeah, the Jesus is there for most of the next minute, I believe. Yeah, and he's here for like half of this minute. Yeah, well, and he's still the focal point of the minute, even when he's not on screen because they're right. looking at him. Yeah, and they do the one cutaway to him shining his balls. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the shot where there, he's shining his balls, there's like this guy on the left, this kind of like Tobias Funke looking guy. I was just watching Arrested Development, the new one. The new so. one. I, yeah, I need, I tried to watch that a couple nights ago and it was just hard down here at the beach to do so with the technology we had. Like it was yeah. hard to hear 
yeah, a bunch of us were trying to watch it. It was just problematic. And so I'm just going to have to start again when I get back home. But yeah, there is this Tobias Funke guy looking at him. I don't know why I call him. That just kind of reminds me. kind of has like a mustache, I guess. If he had a different haircut, I could really see it because he's got the little round glasses. He's got the weird little mustache. Uh, his face, when compared to his head area, is pretty small. Yeah. And, so if he, you balded he just, him out on top, he'd be pretty much Funke'd yeah, up. Yeah, and just the way, something about the way he's sitting there staring. Although Funke would probably be, you know, eating that up. He'd probably be pretty excited. Yeah, he would like that. Watching the Jesus shine his balls. This he'd guy's make a, a joke kind about of like disgusting. balls. Yeah, well he would make some kind, yeah, some kind of... Uh, some accidental joke, ball some, joke. Some accidental double entendre. Like, yeah, I don't we don't entendre one time. We do it twice. Yes. There was some Lindsay Lohan news. Oh, yeah. I don't yes. know why, like, that warrants a comment, but we oh, did... We did talk about her. Talk about her. So she had a court date, and she wore this absurd outfit with these... <laughs> what they referred to, and this is stylecaster.com, as bizarre... Sheer pants and an ill-fitting blouse. So I was checking up on my style news and I uncovered that. So we've pretty much, you know, we're 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 setting up the segments here for this show. We have, you know, dreams we've had, movies or TV shows we've watched recently, and now we have don't, the Lindsay Lohan update. Don't say it out loud when you make it explicit. You know, it sounds crazy. But we talked about sheer socks last episode. Sure, no, so there's multiple two, two episodes ago. Here. So it wasn't just Lindsay Lohan. It's like the sheer material, both the pants and the blouse. So I felt like the Jesus is still here with us. We can see parts of his sheer outfit. It warrant. It was a double entendre. Well, it was a purple. Entendre? Purple sheer outfit. It is kind of a weird outfit. I will I will say that. Filecaster. It is somewhat bizarre. It is somewhat bizarre. Definitely insisting upon herself. And for a court date, no less. Like, I know there's going to be paparazzi there. I got a dress to the nines for my court date. This might lead to something. Right? No, no good. No, you're, you're. That, I mean, that's that can work. That's, that's what that's that is. How some people have done this. That's what I do for my court dates. You know, you can't show up there looking like a schlep. So that about wraps her up. And that we have our first uh, our ten minute episode. <laughs> oh, I thought that concluded the entire episode. No, no, no. No, there's more. There's more. Yeah. What else could we possibly have to talk about? There's so much more. So what did All you right. think? So what did you think of Arrested Development season four? Let's stick on. Let's go to our other segment: movies and shows we've seen. I don't know. I've so I've seen the first two and a half. Okay. I don't know if I should say any more than that. I've seen the first two and a half. Probably two episodes from now, we will have watched. I will have watched it all, and we can give a completely spoiler full. Because we, 
I mean, we need to give a warning if we're going to really talk about it. Yeah. Well, I'm not prepared to do that. I'm not prepared to warn yet. And what's the grace period? Or, I mean, you give the warning. I mean, can we, can we really... Because what we'd be doing is, like, eliminating the portion of our audience that has not seen Arrested Development yet, new Arrested Development. Or even can the we, old Arrested Development. Can we really afford to alienate any it, portion it, of it, our five to seven listeners? That's an excellent point, Adam. Thank you, Brad. Sometimes I make a salient point. You do. You make many of them. Give yourself this is credit. Like number three. No, I give myself no credit for anything today. Today. Not on this day, sir. Because I came back. Why did I come back? You just stay. Well, you we're go, doing gutter balls. Come on. True. It's not all bad. No, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's just really grabbing me. It's really grabbing me. I don't know what it is. So I have one point to make about this episode, really. Like, in, in look again, you know, not really being prepared. I just have, like, there's one thing. And I watched this minute maybe three times. Okay. And there's one thing that stood out to me. And this is more of, like, a character element. Okay. With Walter. Again, Walter gets upset. Right. The dude is a whole, you know, she probably kidnapped herself. Right. Walter starts getting upset. That's what we saw previously. It's a very offhand, lighthearted comment from the dude. Yeah. And, and he's getting more and more upset, you know, with the whole. Um, you know, when he mentioned last week when he we yelled at the at. Uh, at to Donnie, right? Your life does not stop and start at your convenience, you miserable piece of shit, right? And we thought that that was kind of harsh for him to be saying that to Donnie. Yes. And in this one, then you know that kind of rage at Donnie kind of continues, where he's like starts yelling, you know, Vladimir, V. I. Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich Ulanov, right? He's still well. His blood is boiling over this whole she probably kidnapped herself issue. Taking out on Donnie. So, just a slight retread to revisit the fact that he is indeed really laying into Donnie here now. So, you think the initial burst was also directed at Donnie? Yes. Yes, I think it's more evidence toward that. I would say so, also. I agree with that. Now, that's not my one salient point, though. That was just... A detour on the way there. My one point okay. is Walter getting upset over this whole she kidnapped herself, and he's like, "Those rich fucks." <laughs> I did not watch my buddies die face down in the muck in Vietnam. So blah blah, you know. Right. But again, this idea of those rich fucks, right? There's this like classist idea there. So you know, Walter again, very versed in his political ideologies. So it's classist. He's calling them out as being rich fucks, right? These rich fucks playing these games. But While my been... buddies are dying face down in the muck, these rich fucks are playing games. So he's racist, he's sexist, he's classist. We, I mean, we've seen him make racist remarks, but is this the first time that he's been 
making classist remarks? It hasn't been a, an economic thing up to this point with him. No, well, and it seems, you know, and again, maybe I'm just conflating like political stereotypes, but, you know, I would call Walter kind of right wing. Right. Lover of guns. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean his... Not always. It doesn't mean just he loves guns, though, doesn't necessarily mean that he... He's, he's anti-socialism, uh, communism. Right. Although I he mean, seems anti-socialism. Again, talking about, you know, with the pride of, you know, again, fighting in Vietnam against the communists. But yeah. here he is, again, calling out this classist statement. So, again, I think there's some cognitive dissonance there that I think he's working okay. on that also might be leading to some of his anger. Well, and we've discussed some of this dissonance before, um, you know, using the ethnic slurs and then correcting the dude on his right. usage of it and then immediately right. using it again. So, yeah, he's definitely wrestling with something, but that's interesting that it's the lines are drawn in the economic sand now, which hasn't happened yet to this point. Yeah, and Walter also does, again, one of his, um, you know, big about faces. He's, he's yelling, you know, that whore, this strumpet, right? And, and he's like, well, there's not a literal connection. Like, he just goes right there again. So, you know, worth pointing out, since we've been, we've been you know, kind of tallying these, these kind of switches in Walter... Well, and P.S. Off had the the big switch, too. There's a lot of this going on. Yeah. Maybe that's part of L.A. being about, at least uh, traditionally, about surface. There's there's a surface to L.A. Right. The patina. So it's like the patina. Yes, the patina. Yeah. And Walter even makes this face, right? Well, there's not a literal connection. Well, there's no connection. The dude then says, and he kind of goes like, whoa, like it's his face, right? Again, right, it goes, right. goes from being like angry to making these like, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I think we, Walter's we a can... funny guy. Oh, speaking of Walter, just to close another loop from last week. Oh, shit. I'm wearing my Big Lebowski t-shirt today. Does it say amateurs? It says amateurs. So I'm wearing this, the same Hell yeah. shirt that our guest Steven. Steven was wearing last week. You know, awesome. this is just, you know, I put this on. I've been wearing it today just to get me in the mood to do this recording. You know, hey, it, because it takes a little bit. Because we're amateurs, vacation. Adam. We're fucking amateurs, we're fucking man. amateurs. And this doesn't help, Mike, because I know that, you know. I'm like watching this seven times, maybe. On my iPhone, though, so I'm not really seeing it. And it's like, I'm a fucking amateur. That's not helping my... You know, general malaise here. You just gotta much. own it. I, just, I guess so. You just own it. Just own it. <sighs> Walter, you once referred to as an possibly an upside down triangle. Was Do that? Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. Was that? Was that physically? No, not psychologically. How spiritually, maybe. You know, because Donnie was a part of the square community. Right, and we were, right. Okay. Like, which, well, Walter's probably a triangle, an upside-down triangle. Yeah. There's a whole, I don't know why I was looking this up, but there's a whole, you know, symbolism and mythology to triangles and the meaning of them being, you know, point up or point down. 
which I thought was interesting because in this minute, we see Donnie when the Jesus approaches and he's looking, like hiding behind the dude essentially and he's peering out from between, like the dude's got his hands up on his head and his the angle of his elbow. Oh, yeah. There's a triangle there that Donnie is looking out from. Like he's hiding behind it, just peering out through this little hole in the dude's arm. Right. And in my quest to, you know, distract myself from the harsh realities that surround me, well, I'll just read it. I'll just read it. Stand by. Standing by. So, and I put this in the reflective surfaces category, and I'm not sure what, oh, visual reflective surfaces. Anyway, some occultists use the triangle as a summoning symbol. At the culmination of a ritual, the desired being is expected to appear within a triangle inscribed upon the floor. The occultist often performs his ritual from the protection of a circle. So, is it possible that they intentionally had Donnie contained within this triangle as a little bit of foreshadowing? Or is that just him hiding behind the dude? To, to what level do they go? How deep is your love? Well, there's definitely a geometry there, like you mentioned. I don't know if it would be foreshadowing as much as... Um, as... as I mean, I'm not sure I see the foreshadowing connection. Because they are going to have to summon him. Because he's going to be the one that's not there anymore by the end of this movie. Well, eventually, yeah, okay. Probably a reach. That's a little bit of a reach. I mean, you know, point-up triangles represent ascension toward the spiritual world, and point-down triangles represent a descent into the physical world. Right. So, in some ways, you know, Donnie being behind that could could have to do with, again, the way he might be on a on a higher plane in some regard, and that's why he's always kind of behind the like the trifling concerns of the dude and Walter, which they concern. They always take him to be like, oh, he's behind. You know, world does not stop and start at your convenience. But in fact, that's just him. You know having to kind of rein himself in from the spiritual world, from the higher order that he's, he's operating on to come down into their level. And that's why we have the upside down triangle. This is like a podcast in jam session format. (laughs) It really, really is. I love it. I love it. It's snort worthy to me, man. Do you remember the divisible by three? While we're talking about triangles, they have three points. True. Do you remember this? Divisible by three? No. I know the rule of thirds. That's, I like that rule. I know there's something to do with dividing three prime numbers. I don't know. No, it doesn't have to be a prime number. So this is... So after I saw the movie Pi, maybe we're in the uh, movies we've watched not so recently section now. Mm-hmm. After I saw the movie Pi, I was obsessed with numbers. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll write numbers on a piece of paper 
Maybe I'll learn something. But I found something. And I showed it to you at one time. And you looked at it. Yeah, okay, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, well, this, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's like a, sure, I understand. But you couldn't really explain it to me in a way that I understood. Right. I remember this. I struggled to explain it. Yeah. But then I, I did show it to my uh, physics teacher. And he was mildly like, oh, look at that. That's a cute result. That's what he said. Cute result. <laughs> Don't you cool. understand? I've just uncovered the secret <laughs> meaning of life. I've proved that God exists by looking at these numbers and the patterns. Oh, that's a cute that's, result. That's a cute result. <laughs> you take so any number, an integer, I suppose, any integer. And you add up the individual numbers. Mm-hmm. You get that sum. You mm-hmm. subtract that sum from the original number. Mm-hmm. And what you end up with is always divisible by three. Mm-hmm. But I could never understand why that's a cute result of a base 10 number system. I still don't understand it all these years later plaguing me. I don't understand. Like, what? it obviously it works, but I don't understand why it's so. What I remember doing, and I can't do it now, is I turned it into, in essence, an algebraic equation, right? Where if you have, let's say, a three-digit number, so that would, let's say those three digits would be like A, B, C, and D, right? So you would, in essence, have A times well, four digits, right? Whatever, yeah. A times a thousand, B times a hundred, C times ten. Right. D know, times D, right? You add those together. Then you minus A plus B plus D plus D. A plus B plus C plus D, right? The sum of that you minus from that other number. And that equals and something divisible by three. And ultimately it came out to, you know. If you solve it, it, it turned into something like three times some other. It, it, it worked out algebraically. It just made sense. But maybe that's not the point, right? I'm showing, yes, of course that would happen. Because look at the numbers. You're saying, but why did that happen, right? Why is the number system built in such a way for that to happen? Yeah. And what is three? I, I just didn't. And maybe three wasn't the point. Maybe three wasn't, I was just focusing on three because it's such a, it's the first, it's a holy simplest, oh, it's a holy number. It's the simplest shape you can have that's closed, like with the fewest number of straight lines, not the simplest shape, because that's a circle, but the fewest number of straight lines to make a closed system. But maybe the three didn't have too much to do with that. Because I don't understand what a 3 would have to do with a base 10. But, and why that would have a special place. But Donnie, the dude, and Walter, those three people right there. Triumvirate. The Trinity. Are they divisible by 3? If you divide them by 3, you get 1. 3 divided you get by one. 3 is 1. The 1. We are all 1, Brad. 
Exactly. All is one. It's a pretty nice triangle, though, that his elbow crook makes. The crook. I think that's what you call it. The crook of your elbow. The crook. You ever say that? The crook of your elbow? No. Do you call it that? I've said, I think I've heard the crook of a knee. Well, why not? I'm familiar with that phraseology. I've never heard the elbow. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I've never heard of it. I've heard crook of your elbow more than the crook of your knee. Maybe I'm just crazy. But that's just like my opinion, man. Exactly. Well, and here's that's the line in this minute. (laughs) Right. I, think I saw you is, wrote here. Look, yeah. you wrote in there. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. Although there's an uh in there. You should probably write. Well, that's just like, yeah, I had like a, a, like two dots to place the uh, but yeah, well, that's just well, like uh, your opinion, man. That is maybe the most quoted Lebowski uh, line. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's such a perfect line, too. It's so it's, great to whip that out. It's the best one and it's the one I use the most often. Someone's giving you a hard time. <laughs> you know, someone's trying to make you feel devalued. You know, and this can happen in all sorts of contexts, right? It's so great yeah. to whip it out and like, you know, here I am, you know, around the 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 table, right? With all the important people. <laughs> It's so great to whip that out. Well, all of them? All of the important like, people, Brad? Uh, your opinion, man. All of the important people. All of them. All of them. All of them. Jesus. Right. Not the Jesus, but no, he's there too. Jesus. Bugs Bunny is there. Jesus you and know? the Jesus. Dr. J is hanging out. Uh, who else is there? All the important people. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula's there. Of course he is. Lynch is there, man. He's just having a de- trying to have a down-to-earth conversation about putting dead frogs on paintings. Tells a problem. He's the most down-to-earth of all of them, really. That's what makes him so fucking crazy. So... Did you ever do, you ever do those thought experiments, though? Let's put the most eclectic oh, yeah. group of c- people together I could possibly imagine. I was, like, obsessed with that for a long time. Now, did you limit it to human beings? I limited it to most, well, mostly fictional characters from various universes. Like, oh, beautiful. I some beautiful. kind of, like, in my head, like, in high school, some kind of crazy idea. Like, I was going to write the greatest, like, nerd story ever. And it would be about, like, like data from Star Trek. And Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks, <laughs> and and uh, you know um, the the what the fuck's his name now? I mentioned Scott Bakula, his character from Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, man, I love that show. Yeah, you know, like mix them all together. He was awesome in American Beauty too. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, you mix them all. Then in he there. went on to be, you know, Captain Archer of the Enterprise, which we don't really need to talk about that at all. Don't need to mention that too much. But yeah, you you get the craziest concoction of people. I remember the day I realized, wait, I can add fictional people to this. Because I used to do it like, <laughs> like so lamely. Like, just people I knew. Right. 
like, what if my math teacher and my mom like hung out? Right. That would be crazy. Imagine the conversations they'd have. We're having a dinner party. Who would be the most awkward people I could possibly invite? You know, it's the principal of the school and like, yeah, I don't even know. Like some second grader. Terrible. And it's like, holy shit. I could have people I don't know attend this fictional dinner. The Jesus could be there. The Jesus would be there now. The Jesus is always there. In fact, it wouldn't even be the Jesus. It would just be like, there'd be a, like a Lebowski gang going around. It would just be all of them. They'd all act the almost Lebowski as a, guys would just hang out in a corner on their, on the, by themselves. Yeah. They're in their own thing. They're like not hanging Sir out. Isaac Newton and Einstein and Karl Marx would be like having this lively discussion and like Walter, dude, and Donnie. And I'm Mon. sure by Karl Marx you mean uh, Stalin. Right, Joseph Stalin, of course. Your mistake. Your My mistake. mistake. Far out. <laughs> so the Jesus, he shows up. He does. Is there more to say about this guy? I mean, we've talked about him at such length. Well, there's always more. I mean, again, we last minute, more. he I, wasn't around too much. I can say this. I just want to... This might... Well, go on, yeah. Before I get to the Jesus, we give a lot of credit to John Turturro. We've given a lot of credit to P.S. Hoff. But the things John Goodman is doing in this scene are pretty remarkable. And he's less about... Because P.S. Hoff and the Jesus are more about, like, they have this extreme control over, like, various pieces of their body. They both do that really well. And Goodman's not as much about that, but he's got this, he's got a presence. And it's more like, like, his whole body meat will do a thing. Like when he gets pissed because this strumpet is going around owing money all over town and these rich fucks. Like when he's listening to the dude say she kidnapped herself and he just, his lips burst, his head goes down, his whole body goes over and you can just see the exasperation. I just wanted to give him some props. Yeah. We're just doling it out to these other guys, but he's doing some exceptional acting. Right, yeah. Without a doubt. In some ways, the fact that he's through the whole movie, you know, it's like he's the, you know, he's, he's the heir. Like, you don't even realize he's the substance binding all this together. Right. This is water. But you're right. He's he, the water. He's the water, so to speak. Yes. Um, but I just want, because I wanted to mention the Jesus is, he's doing some more extremity controls in this minute where he comes over and he's, he points at them. With his left hand, but just his ring finger is pointing straight down. Like that's a point you do when you're serious. Like, I'm going to really point at you. You know I'm serious because my thumb is straight out. My index finger, my middle finger, my pinky, they're all pointing at you. And then my ring finger is pointing down. Right, yep. Watching it. Are you ready to be fucked, man? There, so there's a line that I don't hear as much quoted, right? Are you Which ready one? to be fucked, man? Who goes around saying, are you ready to be fucked? 
Well, you can't. From now like, on, I am. <laughs> it's one thing you're, you know, at the office in a meeting and you have all the important people around and you say, that's just like your opinion, man. If you whip out, are you ready to be fucked, man? There might be some repercussions. There might be, but I don't know. Well, maybe not. Room. Maybe you'd get promoted. It's all, you know, it's all mind games. Are you ready to be fucked, man? <laughs> all right, I'm using it tomorrow. There you go. Well, you don't like your job anyway, right? You want to be on vacation permanently. Did... Here's your chance. Permanent vacation. It's like a crocus album. Permanent <laughs> vacation. <laughs> <laughs> crocus crocus k-r-o-k-u-s crocus crocus like the flower sorta but harder and less beautiful that's like 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 naming your band like dandelion but it's spelled <laughs> with a y right l-y-o-n hard it's hard maybe you'd make it plural and put a z on the end dandelions Crocus. The Jesus probably listens to Crocus. Liam definitely listens to Crocus. Oh, Liam listens the shit out of Crocus. And Triumph, you know? So what's Liam's story? That's another thing that crosses my mind, because like, we have this flamboyant Jesus character. He's coming up, are you ready to be fucked, man? Liam and Wait. me, we're gonna fuck you up. And like, well, he- Liam's just like, yeah. He's him. the Donnie, you know? He's a member of the Square community. Could be. But, like, the way that he just, like, rolls with it, right? Doesn't Maybe get I'm too getting upset. ahead of myself a little bit. But a like, little bit. I know what you're going at here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save it. Because, really, you can really get into the meat. You can really get into Liam's man meat next episode. Yeah. It's toothy. It's got a nice mouthfeel. But, you know, he's not giving us too much now. He does. He just rolls with it. He's just kind of like, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's saying these things. Yeah. He's smiling. Those, he starts to smile are, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, he doesn't. The Jesus and the dude and Walter take it a little more seriously. I don't get the feeling that Liam takes it quite as seriously. Even though he is into it. He wouldn't be there and wear the purple if he wasn't. So did Jesus pick these colors? Like, did Jesus have the jumpsuit? Well, he's not wearing a purple jumpsuit later on in the movie. So, I don't know. He's like, listen, I only have two tracksuits. So our team colors are going to be purple and powder blue. There's a chortle. A Jesus chortle. should listen to it. 2848. As he turns back to Liam, mm-hmm. he chortles a little bit. Huh? Kind of like that. I make a lot of sound effects. I make more sound effects than you do. That is probably correct. I can't hear the chortle. It's like a... Um, I see him so turn his head back. Like I don't hear anything. It's, it's there. Um, you really got to turn it up. All right, here, give me a minute here. Okay, give me a second. All right. Okay. I want to listen. Okay. All right. It's not even, I wouldn't call it a chortle. It's just like he's drawing breath into his mouth because he's so busy trash talking. Like, that was like his breath. And it is like raspy, like rasps. 
it's in not, through his mouth and throat. I don't know if it's a rasp. It's like, like he's breathing in through his mouth in a way that's making some part of his like throat meat or mouth meat move. Like probably a part that's along an air passage or near like the opening of an air passage. He's making it move in a way that maybe it's touching another part a little bit. And like it vibrates a couple of times. Right. Well, the, the, that's why I was calling it yeah. a chortle. I don't know if sure. it qualifies as a chortle, but it's making some kind of meat move. Yeah. Well, the amount of breath being sucked in, it's beyond the specifications. Right. right? It's not meant to handle that quantity of that, that pressure. But you're probably right. It's because he's so like into this trash talking, he's actually a little bit out of breath by it. He's like, so he's like, yeah, I'm trash talking. So, yeah, he's exceeding the regulations. Yeah. Right after Dios Mio, man. <laughs> yeah, Liam is just like, I don't know how to describe his demeanor. Nonplussed. And, you know, right at the end of this, he looks at the camera. I, think I, I think I noticed that. But, you know, I don't. You know what? It might have been just past the end of this minute. Yeah, I know I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. It is next minute. I did notice minute. that. All right, we'll table it. Yeah, we'll table that we'll discussion. Table um, shit, man. What else you got? I, I, I don't really have anything else. We've been kept, we keep uh, teasing to do a 40 minute episode. This could be the closest we ever get. This might be. This could be We're, it. It's like promised land we're in right now. I'm sure next week we'll have like 60 like retreads. <laughs> right. Because we're ending it if we end it this early. But I mean, yeah, I don't have much of anything left other than just I love the Jesus. I love Donnie peering through the triangle of the dude's arm. That's a good one. I love the line. Well, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. The most quoted line. I think we can yes. both be in agreement on that. It's that line is great because it's dismissive and it seems pretty lame at first, but there's no comeback for it. Right. Like it, it's pretty lame. It's a lame retort. But all of a sudden it's like, what do you say? Nothing you can say. It wins. On some level, it wins, and on some levels, it's just like, it also shows you to be playing it like a, it's like simultaneously like a lower level, but also a higher level game. It's weird. It covers all the levels at once and <laughs> stuns you and there's nothing to you say right. after it. But not committing to any one level too much either. So great. Are you ready to get fucked, man? <laughs> that was horrible voice, but... I'm going to work on that, making that the new line. It's kind of like, you know, curling your tongue out in an S shape and tapping a bowling right. ball right. on it three times with the underside of your tongue. It takes practice. It doesn't just happen. You don't just stick your tongue out and you're like a maestro of bowling ball tongue licking, man. Um, also, what's with these teams? The... The reverend, the good reverend mentioned this in his document. Throw this out there. So there's three, the dude, Walter, Donnie, on their team. But now, what, Liam and the Jesus? I know earlier we saw a third member. Yeah, there is a third member. 
Maybe uh, he's just too cool for school. He's like the Ringo member. Like, they don't really even right. count him. Keep him like, in the background. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I think we mentioned this previously, right? Yeah, like, you know, the like Walter mentions it far previously. Oh, playing Quintana and O'Brien, right? Here's the two of them talking. But there is a, there is a third member. And there's three pinkies back there. Right. I think three is the Three seems to be the number. Back to the three. Divisible by three. Triangles. The one. Three sides. All going to the one. Well, all right, Brad. All right, Adam. You know, I appreciate you taking time out of your vacation. Oh, it's my my pleasure. I wouldn't miss it. To join me. Still the highlight of the week. I felt like... I got a, a taste of the beach just by being virtually in your presence. So that that Glad I stemmed, assistance. stemmed the tide of depression a bit. So I do appreciate that. All right, then. All righty. So you could actually, if you wanted to, tomorrow, you could actually go to a poop deck. Poop Cause, deck. Because there's, there's boats around. Because you're near the water. I can. I like will. You can do that. You Tomorrow should do it and I take will. a picture of it. I, I shall do that. Of course, I have to figure out which deck is the poop deck. You just ask. But I have There's some no poop shame. business. Next time you're at Fisherman's Wharf getting a cup of scallop chowder, just ask them where the poop deck is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. All right. We're going to call it. Excelsior. Indeed. Poop deck. Next time on Gutterball. Eight-year-olds, dude.